It's the second most cultivated fruit in the entire world. Plums. Plums. What's the first? Apples. Mm, okay. I was going to guess bananas. Every continent except Antarctica grows plums. Inspired by the adventures of our nurses, therapists, and techs, A Beer with Atlas is the only healthcare traveling, craft beer drinking podcast. Each week, we'll open a few beers, talk about the brewery and the style of beer, and then dive into some research curated specifically for each episode. In the end, we hope each one sounds like a conversation you'd have with your friends while enjoying a few cold ones. Welcome to another episode of A Beer with Atlas. I'm Rich. I'm Brian. I'm Dolan. Uh, This week, I cannot tell you where this beer came from. Cool. I don't remember. But it has been sitting back there for a while, and the can is, uh, it's very, uh... Polka dotty. Art Nouveau, maybe? I don't know. Just, uh, well, that's more fancy it than... It looks like, uh, just a whole bunch of purple circles. Purple polka dots. <laughs> so, from Stillwater Brewing, we have Inseto. I-N-S-E-T-T-O. Have if, we had Stillwater before? I, Probably. It seems very familiar. I yeah. feel like we have. Yeah. I was gonna say, the can looks like if you had a microscope and you looked at grimace's tongue those are his taste buds <laughs> this is the grimace taste buds well yeah. we'll see if grimace's taste buds can taste dry hop sour ale with italian plums Ooh. what's Ooh, an italian plum did you do anything on italian plums yeah no i don't know what italian plums are Are they smaller are they more purple mm. or they, they have an accent i think mm. plums from italy that's a good I call think that's a one. pretty fair guess yeah yeah i don't know i guess but it's a dry hop sour, which, whoo, it, it smells sour, that's for sure. Well, luckily, I just brushed my teeth before I came in today, so that'll be good. I'm sure that'll make a nice flavor combination for you. It's very bubbly. Mm-hmm. Lots of bubbles in there. Yeah. Almost like a champagne-y look to it, except it looks, almost almost looks like a peaches to me. But plums are close. It's a little same. Am- more amber than I thought it was going to be. And maybe that is the fruit mm. that Do you makes guys like that plums? color. I do like plums. It's like my favorite fruit. I I mean, under mangoes and pineapple, right? Like, I love plums. Wow, I don't know if that's my third favorite, but I fucking love plums. (laughs) Heck yeah. (laughs) Number one. Number one? Number one. They're so good. Really? That's your number one fruit? But Mm -hmm. it's got to be the sweet ones. Sometimes you get a sour one and it's not the same. I want that too. Mine, my my only thing, sweet or sour is okay, but it's got to be hard. Oh, I don't want none of this oh, ripe, mushy. squishy. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, want it to be all dripping down my face. I need it to like snap me back when I bite it, like a Slim Jim. Oh, okay. that's how I like mine. Hmm. So you like yours a little sour then? Yeah, hmm. yeah. Because I, I I wait till they're not not like rotten, squishy, but you can squeeze. It's a like little? a peach, mm-hmm. you oh, know. No. Uh, mm-hmm. I like all my stony fruits to be hard. Cherries, yeah. all the, yeah, or like an apricot or a nectarine. I mm. want it. I want it to eat like an apple. I don't want it to... Nah. Uh, See, I've just eaten an apple in that. Honey crisp apples. I don't well, think it gets better than those. flavor. It doesn't get better than those. Mm. I'm a Granny Smith mm. guy. Wow. All right. Well, <laughs> that, we got into that. Uh, founded in 2010, Stillwater is an original nomadic beer project that utilizes the traditional brewery as if it was a studio. This came directly off their website. As if it were a studio, a place where beer becomes a canvas for creation, collaboration, and experimentation. Fancy. The guy is all about those things. Yes, I will agree. Brian Strumicky. 
Yes, him. Used to be a DJ too. I That's guess. That's what they said. I read some articles. <laughs> Interesting. You I got didn't, some. You got some info on him. I didn't listen to his music though. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. Started out in Baltimore. I think you said. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you mentioned the nomadic brewery thing. So. Yep. There was a craze back in the day, like 10 years ago or so. <laughs> That's right? back in the day. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when Craft Brewery was just starting to pop. And there was these other places that were like, you know what? We're not doing that. We're mm-hmm. just going to go around and use your stuff and we'll make beer. Hmm. So McKellar was one of those. Yeah. And Evil Twin yes. was one of those. And Stillwater. Those were the three hmm. big ones. Those are the ones that are still around that yeah. I know of. Yeah. Um, McKellar did make a tap room eventually i went to one in san francisco and i think they have one in europe somewhere so they're mm. like world traveling brewers don't iceland have, i think they do some stuff there do, sometimes am i thinking wrong do they have one in south dakota too mckellar i would be shocked okay maybe i not. would be shocked i'm thinking of somebody else then um they do have distribution there but i don't i don't mm. know if they have a mm. i yeah i would fall over uh, Evil Twin, mm-hmm. we've had some of their stuff, maybe not on the show, but it comes around quite a bit. They make a lot of stouts and sours. and mm, I think we've had at least we one have. Evil Twin. I, I think, think they we, make a yeah. holiday beer sometimes, mm-hmm. Christmas stuff. They, make, they have all sorts of different runs that they mm-hmm. do. But they are another one of those that just goes from brewery to brewery and makes the beer. So the distribution is kind of all over the place. You might get it, you might not, depending on where the the brewery that they brewed it at is i guess well we get, we get evil twin here and they i mean they have amazing labels and then mm-hmm. crazy long beer names too yep generally yeah that's usually how you'll spot them so yeah. if you see them on the draft board it's like super three, long three uh yeah lines yep. just for their title which you know after a while of making everybody's making beer you got that's one way to do it i guess you know i, I mean if you want to stand out otherwise you're just mm-hmm. calling it hazy ipa I've seen or that you too. Could have called, you know. That's... Otherwise, it's like Professor Longhair's left left nail mm-hmm. um, splinter guts. That's their <laughs> IPA name. Yep, <laughs> splinter guts. Sour project. Yep, something, something like that. Something. As of April twenty first, this is hot off the press. It's like last month. Yeah, yeah like ten days ago. Yeah, yeah. They're no longer nomadic. Oh, Stillwater. Yeah. Really? They're setting up shop. You did read more than I did. Full time in Washington State. Oh. Hmm. So Brian Strumke, we're going to say that's how you say his name. I think that's right. I read an article, a couple articles about him yesterday. And this is a quote he had. COVID-19 really fucked up the brand. (laughs) (laughs) He actually Uh, said this. mm -hmm, This was an actual. Okay. Because, and then I'm going to smush down what i read paraphrase right? yeah okay, so yeah. part of the appeal of the, of his business model the traveling style was traveling and meeting people and doing stuff well guess what when COVID happened everybody locked it down people were not making beer they were making hand sanitizer yeah. and that's mm-hmm. not gonna sell for Stillwater, right yeah. so that kind of was like oh man he had to reevaluate basically everything yeah. um his background is in you mentioned some music stuff mm-hmm. um but that was more of a like a part-time gig. Um, he also was an IT guy. Hmm. So he said, I would sit in my cubicle all day and Google the answers to tech support questions <laughs> and think about making beer, homebrew. So he was a good homebrewer. <laughs> so have you tried turning it off and turning it back on? Yeah, let me, uh, yes, do that. Do Try that. that. Try that. Um, he was making beer 
I think in the Baltimore area, and he had a friend also named Brian who was uh, owned a brewery, mm-hmm. and they had some people coming out of, from out of town, and they said, "Hey, you're going to try our beer, and then you got to go to my friend's house, this other Brian Strumke, and uh, try his home brew. It's amazing, right? Mm-hmm. We've we've been there um, before, and uh, this guy was like, "This is amazing beer." The guy that came to try it out, he's like, "I've got business plans. I've got let's we should do something," and he was like, mm, "Okay, hey. we'll see what happens." I guess. So that's what they do. And he has this idea of just kind of going all around because he traveled all around doing his music stuff and he likes the idea of moving. Mm-hmm. So it is um, a little surprising, I guess, that he has now decided to plant roots in Washington State. Um, I did, let's see, did I write down where it's going to be? Interesting that he didn't go back to Baltimore, right? Maybe he just didn't like Baltimore. When it started taking off, it was in Baltimore for like two years, maybe. Mm. And it started taking off a little bit. And then he went to New York City. Mm. And then he was in California for a while. Mm. And then he was in Seattle. And then two weeks before COVID hit, he he said that, uh, what did I write down? Um, at the 10th hour... Is that a late? Is that late time? Well, eleventh is usually the latest. Okay, but, so we'll say yeah. oh eleventh. That's did what I wrote. There down. we go. Okay. Uh, he pulled out of a deal in Brooklyn to open a little tap room, and that's probably smart. And then two weeks later, COVID hit. Mm. So that was oh, probably that's very good, smart. Probably then. good thing. Yeah. Um, the first cans. You might have seen these previously, or if you looked up Stillwater on the internet. Yeah. Um, the first few years of cans had a tattoo look to mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Um, almost like Sailor Jerry or, you know, like that sort of look, a lot of skulls and American and stuff. traditional. Yes. Yes. And that's because Lee Versoza was okay. the artist. And as a friend of this Brian guy is from way back since they were kids. Okay. And he was just like, hey, I need labels and you're an artist. Will you do these? Go. And he was like, yeah, okay. It's so they did that. a lot with all of this. So they're like, yeah, whatever. That's kind of how the vibe was. What are you doing tonight? I guess I can do I this. I don't know. I'm working. And he's also uh, an attorney, that guy, I think. Was it? No, this, that's the next guy. Okay, no. so this uh. this Versoza guy wants to be a tattoo artist. That's his dream. Oh. Not necessarily designing beer labels. Mm. Um, and as the beer is growing in popularity, they are winning awards, and they're becoming world famous. Um they need to start going digital. And this guy is like, I'm an analog dude. Like I like to draw with my hand and Mm. pen and paper and ink. And I'm not drawing it on an iPad for you. So Mm. I think I'm going to call it a day. Peace out. So it gets this another guy, Mike Van Hall. He's the next one. He's a graphic designer and an attorney. Um, They said the design aesthetic went from grunge to pop. If you can look at it that way. Oh, I can see that. So that's the that's the change. And then after that, they really started becoming more available in a lot of different places. Mm-hmm. That distribution got a little bit bigger. Um, and then around that same time was when uh, TV was looking at uh, reality shows. Like there's a reality show for everything, right? Mm-hmm. And they were thinking, man, that's kind of a cool idea. They could follow this dude around. He goes all around the world and makes beer. And people really like beer right now. And maybe we should do something with this. Hmm. So he goes out to Los Angeles hmm. and he starts shooting pilots and TV stuff. And basically, in his words, he became a celebrity. He's can like, well, you, can you call yourself a celebrity? He did. Okay. All he right. did. Okay. So we'll, we'll go with that. Sure. Uh, and uh, it didn't work out. No TV mm. shows, but he was uh, met a lot of people mm-hmm. and did a lot of hobnobbing and mm. elbow rubbing, if you will. And which is kind of what you do in the craft beer world too, sure. you know, yeah. collaborate. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he did that stuff 
And then he's like, man, I, I really strayed from what I wanted to do. I wanted to make beer and not make TV shows about beer. Or I'll be honest. Whatever. That's what I was thinking in my head, too, is so, like, yeah. He pulls it together. Okay. 10th anniversary. Yeah. Which is recent. Which is just uh, last year. He says, you know what? I'm taking over the branding. I'm taking over the design because hmm. I'm an artist, too. Hmm. And that's what we have here. This is where we get the polka dots in, in mm-hmm. that business from. Interesting. He well, decided he decided he the outside has to match what the inside is. So the colors scheme, mm-hmm. that's what's going to be. You're going to look at this and you're going to be like, okay, plum. That makes sense. Yeah. The color inside the can, maybe not, but, mm. but the outside the, but is going to reflect. Yes. The flavor's definitely there so for that's, sure. So that's yeah. on purpose for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. So he's been doing that now. I cannot believe I did not write this down. I had it in a, a separate browser, but... The brewery that he's tied up with now. Did I, here it is. I did find it. Okay. Talking Cedar is the name of the brewery. It's cedar, like the tree. tree. Okay. And it's on the Chal- oh boy. Chalalis Indian Reservation land in okay. Rochester, Washington. And that's the first brewery I've ever heard of on hmm. like native land. On a reservation. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. Huh. And the, it looks super beautiful. It looks kind of small. I looked on the website. Um, they're making beer. They've been making beer there for quite a while. Um, but as of April 21st, it's going to be his spot too. So I don't know if they're, you know, like splitting time half the time, you know, day versus right. night or whatever, but yep. how it was going to work out, it was still so brand new. I don't know if they hmm. had an idea, but that's what he's decided to do. So hmm. he's gone, uh, he's gone all over the world, all over the United States. Um, and now he's planting roots. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's interesting. I guess, yeah. have you heard of another kind of like gypsy brewer like this that has made that kind of choice that has... That I don't know enough about McKellar to know if they're still doing gypsy or not. Mm-hmm. Um, when COVID hit, that closed down the tap room in San Francisco. I don't know if it's reopened or not. It was kind of a cool, cool vibe in that place. It was very European. It was kind of dark in there and um, mm. it was different. It was like not a craft brewery of the United States, if, if that makes sense. That's where I would want to go though. Yeah. Like, it was I, cool. Yeah. It was, it was definitely neat. Everything was in milliliters and like hmm. you ordered it by the milliliter. You didn't say I want a pint. You were like, I need 13, 13 milliliters, milliliters or whatever the hell it would be. Well, that seems too fancy. To and me. the food was fancy and yeah. it was a place I was just like, this would not be my normal. Yeah. This would not be the regular place I go, but on vacation it was pretty awesome. But I'd remember it. Yeah, yeah. I still, it still I had my, I got my best ever stout glass from McKellar. Oh, it was a, basically a whiskey glass, real weighted on the bottom. Mm-hmm. It was about I don't know eight ounces probably. It just felt good in your hand. It would have been a great throwing glass, like if you're on a soap opera and you had a fight mm. in front of a fireplace <laughs> or something. Smash. That's what happened to mine. I dropped it. Huh? Was it eight ounces or? I th- was it so I, many milliliters? Well, yeah, exactly. I was yeah. doing the you know the math, but yeah. probably is <laughs> probably marked milliliters. But hmm. I I couldn't get another one, and man, I missed that thing. Hmm. So you did smash it on accident? Oh, yeah, uh, broke it. No. No. R.I.P. Two thousand eleven. This guy knows what he's doing, right? Two thousand eleven. Uh, when he first started out, he was named one of the top new brewers in the world by RateBeer.com. Yes. And I almost wonder if maybe that. I've known guys like this before, right? Who who find some instant success, and then and then go and do everything they possibly can under the sun to try to build on that success. Mm-hmm. When if you just maybe just focus on beer, 
I, I don't know the guy. I mean, I don't. I have no mm-hmm. idea. But it seems like, wow, he did a whole lot of side projects here. And if he had just maybe focused on beer, now, this beer is actually very good. I, yeah. As a as a dry hop sour, it's it's pretty good. The plum flavor flavor comes out really yeah. nice. It's not overly like no sour to your face. This would be a good intro sour for people. Absolutely. Yeah. But if he had just focused on beer in the beginning, maybe that would have been a little bit different. I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I'd be like, you want to put me on a TV show? All right. Let's do this. Thing. I guess. That's what I'd do. Let's I go. <laughs> I can make beer forever. I can't be on TV yeah. or whatever. I don't know. I maybe. mean, that was that was one model that was out there, business model. It just doesn't seem to be uh, as popular as it was back yeah. then. I don't know. I, I, I have a friend, and I use friend lightly. I've never met him. We just we know each other through the internet, through toy collecting. Same sort of guy, though. Like, the guy mm-hmm. is just, he's in a band, and he sells toys on the side, and he's a programmer, and, you know, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know how he finds time to do all this. Like, he just posted a thing the other day where, as a memory from six years ago, his band played the Viper Room. Oh, and nice. <laughs> you know where the Viper Room is, I guess? It's in some, L.A., yeah. Is that some famous place, maybe? Oh, yeah. All right, well. Yeah. So that's where uh, I'm pretty sure that's where River Phoenix died outside of in front of drug overdose. Really? Right, right in front of the Viper Room. Johnny mm. Depp's band played there before. Mm. It's a it's a very famous rock club in L.A. Uh, he did, And he has that kind of air to him. Right. Yeah. I mean, when you see him, he does live videos and stuff and you see him, you're like, mm, maybe something more to this. But man, if he just focused on one thing, he would be the king of the world. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Oh, that'd be, I wish I had interests and hobbies. <laughs> yeah. This is this is it right here, I guess. Uh, you mentioned distribution a little bit, so I, I actually found distribution okay. for Stillwater. Uh, available in Arizona, California, Connecticut, Florida, Georgia, Idaho, Illinois, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Minnesota, Missouri, Nevada, New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, Ohio, Oregon, Pennsylvania, Rhode Island, South Carolina, Vermont, Virginia, Washington, Wisconsin, and Washington, D.C., I didn't hear Nebraska. No Nebraska, Kansas, so, Missouri. So how do we get there. this? No, Missouri was on there. God, it must have been a traveler that brought it to us, maybe. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure. No, these come in four packs. That's, it was I a four pack. That. Yeah. Uh, internationally available in Australia, Belgium, Brazil, Denmark, Germany, Italy, Japan, the Netherlands, Norway, Singapore, Spain, Sweden, and the UK. There you go. Why is it? Wow. Why is it the, the Netherlands? Why is we it just ta- Netherlands? We talked about that. I know. This Why is, isn't it it's rebranding? Rebranding the Germany, <laughs> the <laughs> Ohio State University. I don't know. Probably because it has that plural at the end. That S really mm. changes it up. Mm. Okay, well there you go. At least it wasn't like New Netherlands. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be cool, mm. right? Maybe that's next year. <laughs> um, insetto. That's Italian for insect. Just so you know, insect. Yeah, like, like a bug. bug. Mm. They're saying, well, why is it called? Maybe it's why? because they said, well, the beer's infected. Get, it's, oh, bug, it's bugged. Bugged. It's got bugs. It's making it sour. The lacto in there is doing things to you. Gross. I don't want to think about like bugs on the production line or whatever. And... How about mm. this? Bugs in the plums. Oh, maybe. Okay. Maybe. Plum facts. Ooh. <laughs> Brought you some plum facts. You guys ready? You're not going to know many of these. Hit it. the second most cultivated fruit in the entire world plums plums what's the first apples Mm, okay i was gonna guess bananas every continent except antarctica grows plums okay all right here's the colors of the outside of the skin if you will purple reddish purple yellow reddish green and white 
They're yellow plums. Mm -hmm. Those are good. There are white Never plums. Never had ones. There are white plums. Okay. Um, there's something awesome that's called a plum cot. If you've ever seen those, if you get those, maybe a high V. If you see it, mm -hmm. get a chance to buy those. Do it. It's an apricot and a plum together, and it is amazing. It's got a freckly skin. It's got like mm -hmm. looks like it's almost dirty, but it's just the skin. It's I've seen so the, good. I've seen the plouts. Yeah. Was that a plum and a? I don't even know. Gout. <laughs> I don't. I don't know. Plout. Yeah. Um, European plums. Those have been around for 2,000 years. They come from the Caspian Sea area, which, you know, that's where everything comes from. Right. Japanese plum. They, they don't know. It's been around a long time, but they guess at least three to 4,000 years. Okay. Um, May to October, so we're just hitting May now. Uh, it is plum season, so they're ready to go. Not here, obviously, but no. wherever they are growing, that, that's... Uh, if it's uh, temperate in that area, hmm. you might have some plums. Interesting. Once you pick it off the tree, it starts to soften as we talking before. So the clock starts. Yes. Yeah, so the sooner you um, can eat it, it, eat it. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You want to eat that where it's hard and crisp and not as juicy. I guess is the term I would use. Drier. Then you th th then you eat it right away. That's optimal. Yeah, for me. Not me. If you're I didn't Nolan know. style, like, you well, let it what sit is in the optimal? Bag. Yeah, what do you? I gotta let I gotta let it sit just a little bit, not not too much. I still like a little crunch, okay. But I like the juice and the sweet. It's more sour when they're hard. Mm -hmm. I think. Mm. Uh, it's like, do you want it messy or not? That's yeah, what it comes that's down. Basically, to. what it is. I guess. Yeah. I mean, think, same with peaches, right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. It's the same. It's exactly same the same concept. Almost, yeah. 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 I don't know. I like a squishy peach a little bit. I knew you did. Yeah. <laughs> uh, plums. They're a good luck symbol in Chinese culture. So you'll see them on a lot of especially older artworks and mm. things like that. Okay. Um, they make alcohol with plums in the Balkans. Okay. It's called Slivovitz. Mm. They just ferment plums and you get, it's like strong hooch. Like a wine maybe? like a More like a vodka, I think. Yum. Okay. But they do make wine. Japan and Korea is the mm -hmm. world's biggest maker of plum wine. It's very popular. Mm -hmm. uh, there are 200 varieties of plums. No. That's a lot. Dried plums. Prunes. prunes. But not all prunes are plums. Are plums. Huh. I don't understand how that works. Mm -hmm. And then the last thing I wrote down in my notes, this is uh, more of an anecdotal thing, um, the lucky prune scene in Problem Child. Do you remember this movie? I do not. No. So John Ritter... Oh, rest in, in peace, yeah. Yeah, and yeah. he uh, has a son that's a bad kid. He's like a Dennis the Menace, uh, but mm. but on purpose. He's been to my house. Dennis the Menace? No, well, I mean, oh, yeah. yeah. So um, he's a really bad kid, and he's causing all these problems. Mm -hmm. And uh, Michael Richards is in the movie. Oh. Kramer. Kramer. Yeah. And uh, John Ritter has this lucky prune and keeps it in his pocket, in his suit. Carries it with him all the time. And that's kind of gross. That that prune stops a bullet. Uh, well, I don't know how that's possible, but okay. Because it was so hard, uh, it stopped a bullet mm. from the killer, which I believe my nine-year-old memory mm -hmm. was Michael Richards. It was Michael Richards. That was his first movie after UHF. Oh. So he's starting to, he's climbing the ladder of Hollywood at this point and tries to shoot John Ritter. Luckily, hmm. the prune saved the day. So, if you can see Problem Child, go ahead. Uh, you can skip Problem Child 2 and 3. 
but Problem Child won. <laughs> Macaulay Culkin lost out on, on that one. He tried out for that and did not get the movie. Who was the kid then? Some no-namer. He never did anything else. What? They should have had Macaulay. They should have. Two years later, though, Macaulay made a movie called The Good Son, and it was yes. basically a not funny Problem Child. Mm-hmm. That was that was basically the movie. He was a killer. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a Problem Child kid. Yeah. It was an 80s movie. You know, mm-hmm. like he was lighting people on fire and like yeah. pushing people and like, you can't do that now. Um, mm. The movie poster had a picture of a washing machine mm-hmm. and they're like, you can't, he pushed a kid in the washing machine and you got that on the movie poster. You can't do that. Yeah, they did. I was like, we did. They it's totally 1988. Did. We'll do what we want. Yep. <laughs> God, so, the, 80s, the 80s were great. Hell yeah, they were. Hmm. You know what else is great? Dude's name, Brian. <laughs> I've got a list since we've oh got Brian Strumke. <laughs> okay. The dude of Stillwater. Yeah. And obviously me. Is this Brian I A N? Yeah, that's the only way to spell it. Okay. If you spell it with a Y, you're crazy. <laughs> Parents were bad dudes. All right. Brian May. Queen. Guitar player. Queen. Mm-hmm. Also, like, space nerd and, like, has a PhD. How do, yeah. you, how do you feel about him as a as a guitar player? Do you think he's up there as one of the greatest, or he's just he's, he was in a good band? Well, when I think of Queen, I don't think of guitar. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes I think of Freddie's piano. That's yeah, what I think of. And so, Freddie. No, I mean, sure, okay. he okay. he can play it, but it's not what I think of. It's not like the Who top fifty. Oh, sure. Okay, all right. Um, this guy, Brian Johnson, ACDC. Okay, yeah. after Bon Scott, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Brian Luttrell. Mm. Backstreet Boys. Yeah, see, no. <laughs> it's famous. Yeah, no. Brian Austin Green. Yeah, oh, actor. Yeah, nine hundred two one zero. Yeah, O S T E N, right? No. no. Okay, never mind. Brian Jones, guitar player for the Rolling Stones. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This actor named Brian Cox. He's on a show called Succession. Oh. He's an old grumpy dude. It's a football <laughs> player named Brian Cox. Too. There it was yeah. way back in the day. Yeah, Brian Wilson from the Beach Boys. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's a genius. We'll just go ahead and say that. Probably not because of his name. Trailblazer, crazy person. Well, I, yeah. he built a sandbox in his living room and put a piano in it to write music because <laughs> okay. he could only write songs if his feet were in the sand. <laughs> That's not normal. <laughs> um, Brian Baumgartner. Mm, no, no. You can find him on Cameo. However, he's known as Kevin from The Office, and he spills a big oh, pot of chili. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then the best baseball player of my youth that shared my name, mm. Brian McRae. Brian McRae from the Kansas City Royals, and Chicago Cubs, and the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. So there's my. It's short list. There's not a lot of us famous Brians, but enough I got, to I get the know. point across. What about Brian, Family Guy? Mm. Yeah, mm. he's good. Brian mm. Boitano, the skater. He's mm-hmm. pretty good. Good skater. Yeah. I got a Brian story for you. You want a Brian story? Yeah, duh. All right. My, <laughs> best, my best friend and roommate in college was named Brian. Hmm. Okay. Is this back in the Madden football days or whatever? This Tecmo? Was, these, the Super Tecmo Bowl days, yes. He was part okay. of the Tecmo Bowl, Super Tecmo Bowl League for us. Um, and he was the Chiefs because he was a Chiefs fan. Hell yeah, he was. Yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, he was in the Army for three years. So got out. Of, he was a year older than me in school. Got out of school, went to the Army for three years, then came back. And he was overseas in Germany and whatever the else. The Germany. The Germany. Right. Yep. And uh, so then he came back and he went to school and we ended up, we moved in together and man, we drank a lot and yeah. it was, it was fantastic. We lived in this big house. We called it the pit. 
uh, with a guy named Wilson. It, that was his Wilson last name. Volleyball. Yeah. <laughs> Brian Wilson. Wilson. Oh, oh. Comes all together. <laughs> I'm sorry, Wilson. Uh, yeah, so his name was Josh Wilson. Anyway, uh, and, and a couple other guys. One guy that couldn't stop calling 900 numbers and driving our phone back when you had oh, yeah. landlines. Oh, yeah. talking about. God, that fucking guy. Uh, he mm. cost us so much money. Anyway, uh, so Brian, he uh, he grew his hair out from when he... When he got out of the military grew his hair out long sure he, and he was like probably six he's probably six five six six he's a big dude yeah. and uh wore glasses and he wore the uh the the birth control glasses yeah. the the standard issue oh, yeah. for the military right oh wore them all the time the bcs yep yep and uh he, he just didn't care he didn't care and i knew and he liked to fight too man that's why he loved to fight so i knew going into bars i could say anything i wanted because he was right behind me there <laughs> he was my chewbacca to han solo and boy we i i ran you my utilized mouse. him huh yeah anyway uh, he would wear his dog tags everywhere. And we were out at a party in the middle of nowhere, Kansas. And uh, a girl comes up to him, drunk girl comes up to him, grabs his dog tags and looks at him. She goes, your name is Brain? And, uh, and Brian's like, what? No, my name is Brian. You're drunk. And she's like, no, it says Brain. And she turned it around and showed him. And sure enough, on his dog tags that he wore the entire time he was in Germany for three years, <laughs> issued from the military, never lost them. They misspelled his name and he never noticed. It took some drunk girl in the middle of nowhere, Kansas, to call that, that out. That is awesome. Story. Brain Schmidt. Oh my gosh. That is yeah. awesome. Yeah. Brain Schmidt. That's really cool. So I actually had a roommate named Brian in college. <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> uh, we were like best friends in high school. We we did like speech and debate and all that kind of stuff and inter monologues and or duets, I guess it wouldn't be monologues, but um, we went to nationals and all sorts of things. So we were like really close friends. Decided to move together in college uh, and his nickname was Brain. I called him Brain. <laughs> yep. So this is, is super funny. That's uh, really weird. Yeah, um, not he was he was tall. He was he was six three, six four, but he was just sticks. So mm-hmm. couldn't run my just mouth a skeleton to mm-hmm. have him protect me. But uh, um, yeah, that's that's really funny. Brain. Oh yeah, that brain. happens all the time. Brian, roommate in college. <laughs> I tell you, I think at the end of the night, old brain took that girl home. So it oh. worked for him. There Hell you go. Yeah. Oh, there, there it is. <laughs> Glad one of us has been. <laughs> <laughs> All right, untapped. Nine hundred and sixty-four check-ins on this one. I okay. was, I was kind of shocked how low the check-in number was on this. Nine hundred sixty-four. Where do you think we land? Not for everybody. Definitely not for everybody. Three point six two. Three seven two. Three seven nine. Oh, right at yeah. it. Right at it. Yeah, that's about where I'd go. Hmm. Uh, yeah, three seven five. I don't. It's good. I really like this. <laughs> Do you? I, yeah, I'd go four two five. Oh, okay. Yeah. Like I said, there's good plum flavor. The dry hop was really nice. The sour was really nice. It wasn't overpowering. I think if it was in a pint can, I'd go higher. Ooh, I think you're right. You know, yeah, just a little more. I think you're absolutely right. A little bit right. more. Yeah. I mean, that can't yeah. hurt the rating, right? I definitely took advantage of you talking more by drinking the rest hey, of the that can. that happens. So. <laughs> That's why I was trying to chug it at the beginning while you were talking. <laughs> That's uh, how it goes. Next week, uh, we, we go back to an old friend in Colorado, mm. uh, but we visit a brand new, I, I would say it's new. I don't know if we've ever had this type of beer before. So almost 200 episodes, and we've never had this type of beer 
but it is very popular in uh, Asian countries. So we will we will visit that next week. Until then, we're not going anywhere for a while. Let's have another beer. Thank you for listening to A Beer with Atlas. Special thanks to our brand team for producing the show. Each episode of A Beer with Atlas is powered by Atlas Medstaff, an industry leader in travel healthcare staffing. <laughs>